0: Tom Bernard Show with Andy Ram Bernard, Mike Molina, Dave Schrader, and the Hackmaster, Ralph W. M.D. We will be right back, Hour 3, Tom Bernard Show.
1: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Yeah. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. The Rolling Stones playing us in. What could be better than that? I don't really need to look at the Dropbox list, uh, Mike. Whatever you got. Now we're talking. Oh my God! Can R. Kelly stay out of trouble? I mean, is it possible for R. Kelly to stay out of trouble? Is what I remember. Dave Chappelle had this thing oh, with R. Kelly. Remember that? i was thinking that it was very funny. Uh, he said he ran into R. Kelly one time. Dave Chappelle said he ran into R. Kelly one time, and R. Kelly's like. How are you going to pick on me, man? How you going to pick on me? It's all you ever do is pick on me. How you going to pee on women, man? <laughs> <laughs> that was their big argument. R&B singer R. Kelly has been evicted from two Atlanta area homes over unpaid rent, per court document cited by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. February 13th filings with the Fulton County Magistrate Court show Kelly owes more than $31,000 in past due payments to SB Property Management Global, The filings show Kelly paid $3,000 a month and $11,542 a month, respectively, for two homes just two miles apart. The Journal-Constitution notes that Kelly at one point rented a third Jones Creek home, which BuzzFeed in July alleged was a house where Kelly was keeping women in a cult did you ever hear about
2: the R. Kelly cult? Yeah. Oh, no. What What was that all <laughs> it doesn't about? Seem to have, it doesn't seem to have the persona of a cult leader. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of oh, not the, real. Oh, it was a sex cult. Oh,
0: no, no, no. They had the women. The women were on television. It was a sex cult where he was apparently the supreme being or something. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. The paper does not elaborate on the status of that lease with the cult house. Where does he make any money now? He had one hit, didn't he? I believe I can fly. Yeah, Isn't that the only hit he the only ever only had? I can think of. I mean, how does he make any money? Does he tour? When's the last time you heard R. Kelly coming to Target Center? No, right, it's he... the Fine Line. Oh, yeah, the Fine right. Line,
3: <laughs> the Mighty have Fallen. the my... the Not that there's anything fallen. wrong with the Fine Line. The Fine Line's great, but yeah, you yeah, see yeah. a lot of great stars now that come through places like that.
2: Yeah, but not R. Kelly's style. Not it wouldn't be that genre. I would say the genre not for that. That, that venue. I
3: think it, it, wherever you can get a penny from oh, at this I point is, so. is the venue I'll go to. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I don't know where he gets his money from. I, maybe he doesn't have any money anymore. That's why he can't pay his rent.
3: Hmm.
0: I don't know. There's a store you could buy stuff. Well, uh, we should probably
3: set up a GoFundMe page for him as fans yeah, to let yeah, him know we so. love him and we'll get, we'll bail him out.
0: Well, it's a good uh, thing. And, uh, tomorrow night he's appearing at uh, Little Caesars Arena in Detroit.
3: <laughs> Little that's great.
0: <laughs> so do you get five dollar pizzas with that as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, he's I, making a buck two fifty per person. That's probably it. Probably the deal. Uh, his net worth. They said. Well, he said he's he's worth over one hundred fifty million dollars.
2: How can he be worth one hundred fifty million dollars with one hit?
0: Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I cocaine's a hell of a drug. R. Kelly's net worth in two thousand eighteen is one hundred fifty million dollars. R. Kelly's net worth. All uh, right. Hold on though.
3: I learned my lesson well while I was in Vegas oh with net worth yes because if you go to some of these net worth sites because I'm tied into the ghost adventure show yeah yeah Zach Bagans was listed from ghost adventures as having 1.5 million dollars was his net worth Mm -hmm. nick groff i think was like 1.8 million Mm -hmm. and it said people associated with the show so my buddy pulled it up and he left he goes what the hell have you been doing i go what do you mean he pulls it up dave schrader my photograph my bio 15 million dollars see so, I, I I think maybe there's some miscalculations going online. I'm I could be I'm telling Cassie yeah. that
0: you're hiding.
3: She knows. Right she, she, knows. Cash. <laughs> she goes, Why did we need coupons for Subway this week, honey? Yeah. <laughs> 15. I mean, so, maybe the net worth sites are not as up to date as we once thought they were.
2: Yeah, Dave. I'm a little short this week. Yeah, me I'm too. Short, I'm a little short this week. Help that's how I that got 50? 15
3: million in the bank, Ralph. I got to be very careful. Just be Wikipedia careful
2: is the best thing ever. Anyone in the
4: world can write anything they want about any subject. So you know you are getting the best possible information. <laughs> <laughs>
0: really accurate. It's going to be really, really accurate. I uh, yeah. Doc Ketchmark just sent over to me. Uh, Something I already knew, but your uh, Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball team is 12th in the Big Ten. In 12th place. Well, that's the tremendous 12 they're a part of, right? Tremendous 12, yeah. The (laughs) Big Ten, the tremendous 12. Because everybody's
3: got to go home with a ribbon.
0: It's just so sad what they've done to that. I don't know who's at the wheel over there, but their athletics over there have just fallen apart. Except for the women's programs. The women's programs are still doing fine. But I, I, I'm looking at it. It's just the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: We lost nine in a row.
0: They've lost nine in a row. Because there are actually 14 teams in the Big Ten, right? <laughs> yeah. There are 14 teams in the Big
3: Ten, and we are 12th. But, but, Tom, the focus should remain on that even in a loss, we learn something. Do we? Yeah, we learned something. We learned not to buy tickets. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's what I learned is I learned not to buy tickets. They've been beaten by everybody. There's nobody that hasn't beaten Minnesota. Looks like Elks
3: Club Lodge 212
0: beat them last week, too. (laughs) Elks Lodge 212. God, I remember the Elks Club over on Plymouth Avenue. It would be be right across the street from uh, the 4th uh, Precinct uh, Police Department now. That wasn't there then. That used to be up on West Broadway. But that Elks Club, when I was a kid, was painted purple. The entire building was painted purple. The Purple Elks Club, I'll never forget it. Had a great marching band in the Aquitennial Parade every year, too. Had a drum corps. They were phenomenal. Uh, Hey, they got a game tomorrow night against Iowa, though, because Iowa is 14th in the Big Ten. So we have a chance. We got a (laughs) chance. So what you're saying Made, is
3: we have a chance.
0: We might have a shot tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and then we
3: finished out conference play on Sunday at Purdue, who's at the top. At or, the, oh, yeah. They're in third place. But they're still. in third place is now. It because our, our, is it really that it's our fault, or is it just that our boosters aren't sneaking enough money under the table to really good athletes well, to probably, attract them?
0: That's probably very true. Nice job, boosters. There are no Alabama. Let oh, way to let it, us yeah. down. <laughs> I just love the fact that Alabama can afford to pay their head coach, head football coach, $11 million a year.
3: Where'd you get that money? Well, my (laughs) buddy who lives up in Texas was telling me that uh, one of their star uh, football players was driving around in like a brand new Cadillac. A star football player in college? Yeah, was driving around in a brand new Cadillac. And he's like, "Uh, hey, I wonder why. if I remember reading this guy's bio, he came from pretty meager means. <laughs> How's he driving this? So there's there's a lot of that. I just wonder if we're just not uh, well, they're underhanded to, enough. They're allowed to use it. It's for their use. Oh, oh yeah. For
0: the, no, they're not allowed to use it. No, That's they're the not, best, I don't think they're allowed no, to they're even. Can't you can't even borrow. You real.
3: can't. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Why are they making millions of dollars? Why are our right. college collegiate coaches making all this money and the, the players are not allowed to take anything? Trans Am's, what, 1973,
0: 74 were the big years for Trans Am's?
3: Probably through 77, to, I would say up to 80 because of the Burt Reynolds movies. That kept them in the.
0: When did they first break, the Pontiac Trans Am? Uh, First year it came. 1969, what the production started, and went through 2002. So 1969, so yeah, so like in 73, 74, somewhere in there, I took a trip to a friend of mine's house. He, uh, He owned a radio station in uh Lincoln Nebraska. So he said, "God, come down and do a little radio with me down in you know Lincoln. This is a long, long time ago. Like I said, 73 probably. And we had to drive past the University of Nebraska, which is in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I don't know why, but as you drove by the stadium, there were about 40 TransAms lined up in the parking lot.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, like 40 of them. Now, where did those come from? I'd like to know. I learned very, very young. I was a very young age, and I learned we're just never going to be able to compete because we don't do stuff like that. I mean, college athletics is so filthy, it's unbelievable. And then you think of the stuff that went on at Penn State, and you think of the stuff that went on at Michigan State with that psycho, that Larry Nasser. Everybody knew, Doc, everybody knew
2: about that. Yeah. Everybody for years and they didn't do anything about it. Didn't do anything. And the guy was replaceable. The whole thing. What right. did he do? So he wasn't even like he
3: was the winner. He was making it all happen. So they were trying to sweep it under the carpet to keep I, the winner in play. I
2: I guess, but what would he be doing to motivate and to cure these uh, athletes of any ill to make them better? There's a thousand people that can do that work. A thousand physicians that can do that. Why he was kept? Who knows? That is weird. Good old it boys really
3: clubs. Is. Yeah, probably. You know, once you're That's in there, it's hard true. to get you out a lot of times too. And it is a lot of these tenures for the college uh, people and, and employees probably kick in, so it becomes harder. And unless you have something provable, and nobody really started speaking up until just recently, oh, yeah, he can yeah.
2: still work for the university. He just shouldn't be working for the Olympic Committee. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be part of that. I part. would have to agree. Uh,
0: we're going to find out now, ladies and gentlemen, how to take care of school shootings because. Just uh, pipe down, let the Clooney's speak. Okay, because they have all the answers. The Clooney's have the answers of what we should do with, uh, for school shootings. George and Amal Clooney are making a big move in the wake of the Parkland, Florida shooting. The celebrity couple is donating a half a million dollars to March. Now, here's a guy who just sold his tequila business for a billion dollars. And look, a half a million dollars is a lot of money. I'm not uh, poo-pooing that at all. The celebrity couple is donating $500,000 to March for Our Lives, a Washington, D.C. protest demanding gun control planned for next month by survivors of the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Amal and I are so impressed by the courage and eloquence of these young men and women, George Clooney said in a statement obtained by Deadline. Our family will be there on March 24th to stand side by side with this incredible generation of young people from all over the country. The couple is making the donation in the name of their infant twins, Ella and Alexander. Ella and Alex. I like that. What we're trying to do here with our March for Lives is say the adult politicians have been playing around while my generation has been losing our lives. See, that's not accurate, and we need to get over that. Andy... Uh, did a little research. And what, the first school shooting you found, Andy, was in 1927. Is that correct?
2: Uh, if not earlier, yeah. It
0: might have been earlier. It was a long time ago. But there have been school shootings in the United States for 90 to 100 years. And everybody's acting like this is a new thing that just happened in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, there might have been that one down at the University of Texas, but that guy had a brain
3: tumor. And school shootings are nothing new. They've been going on forever. And you want to see something scary? Just type in the word massacre and type in Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, and see what pops up. Almost every restaurant has had a mass shooting take place in it as well. In some cases, multiple mass shootings. Well, the one in in, uh, San Ysidro, the McDonald's there, uh,
0: that took place, as a matter of fact, when Catherine and I were on our honeymoon up in Canada. And I uh, I had just done the Olympic campaign. It was in 1984. I had just done the Olympic campaign for McDonald's. And I remember flying from, from Calgary to Salt Lake City, because you didn't used to be able to fly direct from Minneapolis-St. Paul to, Cal- to Calgary. We flew Calgary to Salt Lake City to Minneapolis. What a pain in the ass that was. But I remember walking through and seeing those headlines. And all, you know, there used to be the newspaper racks and all right. the, the causeways, all the... Uh, what the hell are those called? The hallways and terminals. Whatever. The hallway and the terminal. Close enough. But I remember seeing all those headlines. And he, he killed, I believe, well, it says uh, 22, including the per- perpetrator, with 19 non-fatal injuries. So this guy shot 40 people Yeah, at a McDonald's.
3: But that's I, my point. Is I mean, this okay? Right. We understand that this has been a long-lasting deal, yes. and every year we pour millions of dollars yep. into protests and walks. Nothing is happening. Nothing let's start happens. pouring the the money into mental health care. I let's, agree. Let's 100%. stop turning people away because it doesn't. They're not covered by insurance if they have mental health issues. They need to have somebody they can go to. We'll, we'll give away free rubbers and pills, but we won't take yeah. care of people that are. You're right. In desperate need of health healthcare.
2: You. you you look at the problem of deaths from guns, mm-hmm. and I believe the largest group are old guys shooting themselves in the head, committing suicide. And on purpose, yeah. On purpose. On so purpose that, yeah. And then there's another large, large group are youth that are shooting each other south in, in southern Chicago. Yeah, that, that, yeah exactly. There's that, that element. And then this idea of school shootings, if you look at this in the scheme of things as far as deaths in America, I mean, it might be very, very small. It's a terribly tragic, a horrible thing, but it has the mm-hmm. sensationalism. It isn't, you know, it, it. You know, the number of deaths caused by alcohol in cars dwarfs it. Right. And no one wants to talk about that.
3: Yeah, well, that's uh, really Here's true. why, though, right? When you talk about school shootings, it's because they're hitting us in the heart. They're hitting us in our youth. Well, that's why that's got a, a bigger... Young kids die from uh, alcohol use in cars oh, right. all I, the time. Oh, right, and I understand that. Yeah. But but those people... In, okay hear me out on this right you take a drink as a whether you're an adult or a teenager and you get behind the wheel it's in your hands I walk into a gun and open fire that wasn't in my hand it wasn't in the hands of the people you. I shot yeah. no, it but, was but
2: it, the, ki- the, kid, the kid that drives into another person that wasn't in the person's hand per, the person that got hit is not in their hands either same thing no right but i'm
3: just saying the sensationalism isn't there as much as somebody who made a conscious decision to do it it doesn't make any difference right yeah sadly we
0: will be right back more than tom bernard show tom bernard here if you're ready to sell your home you've probably heard that you should wait until spring but why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now not selling in winter is a total myth truth is buyers are hungry That's 763-401-SOLD, the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD, call now, get the free staging package and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. We're back, Tom Bernard Show. I, I, I want to touch on what came up uh, in the last segment because I'm a big believer in the same situation. Uh, and, and by the way, for for people who think that you know, I lean one way politically or, or the other, whatever the situation is. Uh, when the Reagan administration decided that we should let all these people live their lives free that were institutionalized, and who are we to judge who should be institutionalized? And he put them all out in the street. It caused a massive problem. There's no question about that. I do think the same thing as you guys were talking about. There are 300 million guns in America that we know of, by the way. I don't know how many more there are that we don't know of. Um, I think the major problem we have would be alcohol use, drug use, and mental illness. I think those things are what we need to focus on more than anything else. Yeah, Gun should be regulated. You shouldn't just be able to get a gun if you had all these. You know, do you have to be tested for an alcohol problem to buy a gun? Well, you should. You should absolutely have to see if, if you show something. Because, I mean, it's pretty easy to tell if somebody's a booze on by giving them a physical, right?
2: No, uh, not necessarily. Oh, really? It's not, not, not necessarily. Really? You, could, you, could do, you could do, you know, it's, just, it's hard, to, hard to say that. And, and the then medical then it, community makes mistakes. When I went in for my, yeah, my gallbladder, I went in
3: and I was feeling really raw. I thought I was having a heart attack. And the doc- doctor goes, "So you're a pretty heavy drinker, huh?" And I go, "No." And he, and he gives me the, "Okay, wink, wink." Look, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Well, this type of thing doesn't happen unless you're pretty heavy into liquor." And really? I go, "Really?" I'm not a drinker. I said, "I don't. I have nothing to hide from you. I want you to cure what's ailing me. I'll tell you the truth. I don't drink. I drink a handful of times a year, and that's it." you well, must have been drinking recently. I'm like, no, I haven't been drinking. But in his mindset, there was, I could not sway this moron off the clue that I was just some drunken idiot and that I destroyed my gallbladder. And, and I'm like, no, it's not that. But they couldn't wrap their head around it. Unfortunately, a lot of times the medical community gets pigeonholed, and that's all they see. That's This yeah. is what's the major cause of this. Oh, and, so
0: that's the only cause. Right, and yeah. that's the
3: only cause to them. And they yeah. don't bother to look at. Now, here's a scary thing. They never treated me for anything else. They removed my gallbladder but they never did find out what caused that and i'm not an alcoholic i'm not a drinker so that means there's some
2: other underlying issue right ralph no with your gallbladder but once the gallbladder's out you know it could it could have been a a metabolic uh, issue Uh, they typically will analyze the stones what kind of stones they were yeah So so that
3: was just that was the weird thing to me so they make mistakes so do you want it in the hands of a guy who has the idea that this is what we're looking for to see that you're alcoholic, you know, oh, yeah, he had his gallbladder it's- removed him, you know. <laughs> then they start making those those judgment calls. It gets scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I could see that would be very scary
3: as a matter yeah, of you fact. You don't so. want a
2: doctor who uh, wants, to, uh, wants to find what he thinks is wrong with you. Right. Yeah, good point. Because right. she-
3: if Ralph is on the side of nobody should have guns, he's going to find a problem with every patient that comes through there to keep him from getting a gun license.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, and then absolutely. then
3: do we start then do you that's start right. getting special interests involved?
0: Yeah, that's the other right? part of it. That's true.
3: The NRA starts sponsoring your office. <laughs> you know, we're going to have a, a turkey shoot and you know, Ralph <laughs> Basham's our, our Grand poobah for the shoot, you know, and he's taking home 100 grand just for being a part of this and now suddenly he starts pushing through some more of these applications. That's no, true. Yeah, I think just well,
2: just that's yeah, that I think that just You fine. know, I think I really think that if if, if we want to make a difference, if we truly want to make a difference, I think that things we should support are one, ammunition control.
0: Like I can see that ammunition
2: yeah. control. So, if you want ammunition, right, you're gonna buy you can buy 20, 20 a box of whatever's in 20 in a box, 25 in a box. So, you buy a box mm-hmm. now. With that box comes a, a charge for each of the shells, and each shell is worth ten dollars. So, a box of ammunition is going to cost 100, 200, but you can bring the shells back get a rebate or get another box of shells but until you bring another box of shells or that you don't get that rebate so i think that's one thing they could do mm-hmm. so they can price ammunition so that it isn't readily available is one thing mm-hmm. the other is mental illness treatment i think that that is going to be a key thing to help people that have problems and it's going to require institutionalization of people to a certain extent for brief periods of time long periods of time possibly permanently because some people do better in a controlled environment but nothing like yeah. we would see in the 50s 60s and 70s the institutions there which is oh a horror, horrific kind of a thing and I, having seen some of that i you know we the can't problem have that.
3: the problem is though ralph in a lot of cases is you're fine your me- mental acuity is great your wife's mental acuity is great you have guns because you're a responsible gun owner you have a kid with a bipolar disorder you're not irresponsible. Your kid broke into your gun cabinet, took your gun, took your bullets, went to school, made a plan, and killed everybody. So how do you, you know, that's what the problem is with a lot of these guys. Now a lot of them were able to acquire their own weapons,
2: uh-huh. but a lot
3: of them acquire the weapons through
2: other means, and it doesn't take a whole lot or to get not, a gun. I know it takes very little, and that you're absolutely right. That's another problem. Right. But no one wants to address that. No, no one wants to address illegal guns because I don't think that a lot of the fellows that are doing the shooting up in Chicago. In other urban areas, I don't think they're registered. I don't think they're registering going yeah, through I'm that. Pro- sure you're I don't right. get the impression they're going through that process. What? I think, I think maybe they may, may not. Don't, don't, what? don't be shocked by this. They may be getting their guns illegally. Oh, really? You know, illegal weapons. You communist. You know, but but that's you know. I, wor- I worry for those because oh, right. I understand a, that. That's a real issue. That's a that's a that's a cultural problem, a youth problem, a social problem that we're not even looking at. I mean, it's horrible to have people shooting themselves up like these, these poor is. kids. I mean, that's it's awful.
0: True. I uh, have been a gun owner for at least 30 years. I have a concealed carry permit. I can carry a pistol with me at all times. Uh, 30 years, I've owned, I have own six pistols. Um, I have never shot at anyone. I've never had to pull a gun on anyone. I've not shot anything
3: in that entire 30 years. So now on the other side of the... the discussion though tom right you walk into mcdonald's or or fast food place Mm -hmm. to have a meal ralph Basham walks in with a gun are you going to pull your gun to try to stop him i would yeah okay i don't know i
1: mean you
3: know i don't know i don't know that i could i don't you know i mean i guess if they open fire yeah but then you've got to make that judgment call is it an immediate threat is it somebody who's just coming in you know i don't know that's that's a weird place to be
0: it is a weird place to be and I don't ever wish to be in that place.
3: No.
2: But
0: yeah, I've been a gun owner for 30 years and the only place I've ever shot a gun in my life is on a gun range. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah the only the the one thing that I learned, the most important thing I learned from personal protection training that I've had is that you don't want to carry a gun. Right. The responsibility of yeah, carrying a gun tough. unless you are truly in fear for your life, right? Mm-hmm. You're having to carry money to to a mm-hmm. bank for fee- you know for right. fear of right. robbery, right? You know, in those situations, well, then that's that's a legitimate thing. But to carry it, to carry a piece around all the time, that's the last thing I want. Because yeah. if someone sees it, it's assault. If you show it or anything like that's assault. You what? know, I don't want that response. Yeah, if you show somebody, if it feels,
3: if they feel threatened in any way, so you and I could go out to Portillo's for dinner, and I reach back into my pocket and I move my jacket back, and the woman next to me sees a gun in my right. on my hip. And she feels threatened, she can call the police, and what? then the whole new thing starts, yeah. yeah, that's insane. We have callers, yep, uh we have wendy
4: Wendy, 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 Hello, how are you doing?
0: Not too bad. How are you?
4: Not too bad. you know you're talking about with you know carrying I think, and I know that Dave will probably appreciate this, but the thing that I've always thought of when I think of carrying is. With uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Man, yeah, uh-huh.
3: yeah.
4: Hey, little, little superhero quote there, but I mean it does because if you're, uh, you know, I, we we do own guns. That I. Pfft, I, I'm trained to carry, but I never would. I mean, you know, you 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 kind of put yourself at risk sometimes too, because if someone sees you have a gun, and if they want that gun,
1: yeah,
4: they you know they're not going to come up to you and say, "Hey, I want your gun." They're going to be a lot more nefarious about it, but. It, you know, that, that goes with the argument that, you know, if that criminals, if guns were illegal, then only criminals would have them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not going to stop. If somebody wants to something, do something illegal, they will. But the question I had was for Ralph. Now, I know that you were talking about mental health, and I do absolutely agree. That is the first place we need to start on this. Um, what is your take on because I do know I do agree that you know the people some people really do need institutionalizational help what about the people who refuse to medicate then you get into the argument of they're over a certain age and they have free will to make those decisions yeah that's tough. how do you how do you get around that because i i have a friend that has a son that should be medicated for uh, it's mental illness but he refuses to be and that's and it's like yeah. you're on that you know he's too old for her to make him take them but you yep. know you're you're kind of on that weird line i mean how what, what's your take it's
2: on just patient that? patient compliance with mental illness is always a problem particularly when it comes to psychotic illnesses and the and uh also uh, uh bipolar disorders In Wisconsin, they track people down and they make sure they're taking their medications. If they they're not coming into the clinic and being seen and being cared for, they'll track them down and try try to get them to be compliant to those medications. You know, and you know, I you you hate hate to do this, but you know, one thing is, you know, maybe if if you got a real problem and we we're worried about you being violent, maybe you should be chipped. Maybe everybody should be chipped so we know know where everybody is.
4: I totally agree with you, and I mean, I know that there are a lot of. The same people, I find it ironic, the same people that are calling for gun control are the same people that would be out there protesting against shipping people to make sure that the people who are most in danger of That's doing true. harm don't do the That's, harm.
2: It, it's I mean, it's a, It's a, a very tricky civil liberties argument. And discussion, But
3: shouldn't this be the, the issue then? All right. Ralph, you decide you want to be a gun owner. You're going to have a gun in your home. In order to do it, you have to be licensed. So you have to go through training. And anybody that lives in your home has to go through gun safety training. Mm-hmm. And if it comes out at any time, your son, your wife, anybody has a mental illness that they're, mm-hmm. you know, and as long as they're being treated, they have to be brought in every 60 days to have blood tests or, or urine tests. As long as they're continuing their medication, you get to keep your guns. The minute somebody under your roof that you're responsible for is no longer being responsible, the guns are taken away.
2: Yeah, Well, that's... I mean, that's, that's
3: holding accountability. And then any of the gun owners, how can they be against that? Because they don't want... They'll tell right. you the first thing. They don't want the guns in the hands of the people that are
2: crazy either. No.
4: So you are absolutely correct. Dave. That I, would be that I, would be I, I the best way.
2: But, but but that that w- once again, the, and gun owners and gun proponents, which I'm not necessarily one of, mm-hmm. are, will say, well, then that's the taking guns away and taking guns away from people is is violating that right to bear arms. And sure. you know, and you and know. yes, yeah. It, it, it but that's that's their argument. They're going to I don't believe in it. But you can't just say, oh, well, since you're – But you then have you have m- skin in the game.
3: So then your job is to be a parent and make sure that your child stays on the medications. And if they can't, your right to bear arms is taken away because you become, you pose now a public threat, a public yep. safety threat, which is greater. And as long as we're quoting sci-fi nerd, right, the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And it's safer for me to not let you have guns. If you can't take control of your child or parent your child to keep that gun
2: away from them, then – But you can't parent your child once they're of age then they don't right. take their medication they can do but as they please but then when they're
3: on their when they're of age they have to go through the yeah. qualifying process to get a gun anyway how old anyway. was
2: this most recent shooting how old was the guy 19 19, Nineteen. doesn't work it falls apart cuz he's out, he's he's of age he's he's out he's, right but he he's,
3: wouldn't but had he been tested and had to go pass through a, um, a testing phase to get his gun license or to get guns they would have not given him a yeah. gun had he gone through that and Pat failed the yeah, mental acuity tests. Yeah. Right. Well,
4: well, you know the, the thing that I've run into is when you go to get like a, a license to approach a permit to purchase, they ask you like 80 questions and they basically ask you, are you mentally ill? Have you been to jail? And have you been in the military? They, each of those three questions, they ask you about 30 different ways. Right. So right. the onus is on you to tell the truth. And, That's not exactly the greatest. I mean, I would assume that they do a background check on you besides that to see if they're, you know, caught you in a lie, but unfortunately when you apply for stuff like that, and I do agree with Dave's perception that, I mean, if you have children in your house, you absolutely, you know, the kids should know it. And from the, you know, the background I come from, yes, if you have stuff like that in your home, you you darn well better know how to use it and everyone had better be educated. You know, because and these guns that a lot of these shootings have been, uh, you know, happening with. Honestly, I might be naive, but I thought some of these guns were illegal for most people to own to begin with.
3: No, they would be stripped of them, or it would have been an edict to pull it out. But there, I think it's state by state what guns are, what policies are allowed, and what guns yeah. are available.
2: Yes, California does <laughs> not allow some of those weapons. Right. right. Yet, yeah, if you want it, you go to Arizona, you buy it, bring it back across the border, and do it. Please in California, because once you've done the deed. Who cares? That's the least of your problems, right?
4: Well, because I have friends that are in uh, in law enforcement, and you know they say there's a difference between someone owning a gun and the difference between someone owning one of the guns like the Las Vegas shooter had. Yeah, that's where, a different. You deal. know, you got the high high volume, the bump and stock, and all that. As a responsible gun owner, I would not. You know, I'm not going to be one of those crazy. Oh my God, you can't take my gun away. But you know what? There are certain guns that if you're thinking sensibly but really there's no need for unless it's like police military but then you have to get
3: to the attack. point of defined need there's no need for me to have a testerosa, but i want one do we
0: uh when do you want to stay with us uh, for sure. a couple of minutes we'll, we'll be right yeah. back tom Bernard, this is tom and i've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the nutrimost weight loss plan my goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds well I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramos has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Nutrimose Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy-level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minneapolis Lake Home and Cabin Show At the Convention Center February 23rd, 24th, and 25th, be sure to ask for the show special where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or a free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. Tom Bernard Show. We're talking about, uh, Wendy's with us, Andy's with us. We got Molina, we got Darkness Dave, we got Dr. Rafe, which is his new (laughs) name just for today though. The Rafe. The Rafe. Um, We're talking about gun control, we're talking about mental illness, we're talking
3: about what's the best way... Maybe that's done. why there's all of this going on, then. Do you think there's a fr- frustration level? And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. It just hit me, though. Is it the frustration level? Because from all angles, there's no clean answer. You and I know no, there's, there's, there's
2: not. Well, okay. Technologically, there might be a clean answer. And what that would be is that if you could create ammunition that could only be fired when activated by a certain coded chip in your arm, that could solve the problem. So what you do is you go and you buy the ammunition, you have to register the ammunition. To, well, you you has to be uh, um, sensitized to the chip that's in your forearm. So when your finger's on the trigger, the only way that the gun will the 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 bullet will discharge is when you have that chip next to it. You put that 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 uh, ammunition in another gun. You sell it to somebody else. It will never work because they don't have the chip, mm-hmm. unless you cut the chip out of your arm. But then you can't get more ammo.
3: Or you have to go in and get it registered, yeah. and they swap the information from your chip to their chip. That's so right. It has to be a legal, like a transition so, of so. Of a car. So
2: it's a registration of the individuals who have guns. But once again, then you get into that personal service of liberties union. Oh, I want to come get your guns. They just find all the chips. They come get their guns. I mean, it, it is it, it is a god-awful thing. A god And nobody's going to, gonna to get sort. chipped. There's going to be a war well, no, no, over oh, no! chipped, period. But then you start doing, when you make things so difficult or so expensive, like putting a huge uh, tariff on individual uh, bullets or guns, then what happens is then you are going to in, induce a gray market, black market of ammo, mm-hmm. and that's the last thing you want. Because if you have some control over the ammo, right. that's fine. But you know now, oh, I'd like to get, uh, I'd like to get uh, you know uh, two or three hundred rounds of fifty caliber. Oh, no problem. It's just pouring into the country. Or i I'd like to get an RPG. Can I get that? Let me get. It. Oh, sure we go. Bring it right in with the with the fifty caliber rounds and all the other illegal ammo. Those other things will start showing up, and you don't want that stuff around.
4: Well, you know, if yeah. the crap that some people in my neighborhood bring out on the 4th of July, an RPG would totally not surprise me.
2: No, it wouldn't surprise me if that stuff's around, you know.
4: Mm-mm. Yeah, there's a couple of them over there that, yeah, it, it wouldn't be a shock if all of a sudden they had, like, a giant bomb go off in their backyard. Because, you know, they have, like, a $1,000 worth of fireworks anyway, and it's like, yeah. seriously? Really? But, yeah, I mean, like, the armor-piercing bullets that, you know, you see? No one, and I know that Dave said need versus want, but there's a lot of stuff I want too, but I'm never going to get it, and some of it I should never have.
3: Right, but who gets to decide what is okay? That's the problem. Then we're leaving it up to, well, you, you know, yes, you can have, uh, you know, a Thompson submachine gun from 1923, but I can't let you have an AR-15. What's the division line there? Why do I get this but not that? Why? (laughs) You know, Maybe
4: a division line might be operational because the Thompson. Uh, there's not a lot of them that are really an operational. It's uh, it's, uh, oh, the, it's machi- hard the, to-
2: the idea of licensing a machine gun is entirely different, and it is an Absolutely. astronomical expense to get one and right. get a license to, to actually have yep. one, to own one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, okay, can't have an AR-15. Okay, fine. Uh, you know, I'll take the Hydroshock uh, 45 caliber uh, extended magazine uh, Glock. I'll take three or four Glocks and two or four or five magazines. It's the same so same end end, Result, end game. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it isn't that it isn't it isn't the gun. It isn't that physical thing. There's other pieces to it. that are just because a, a Glock fires as fast or faster than the AR-15. Well,
3: and the problem uh-huh. is too with a lot of these schools now, right? The schools my kids were in, you have to go in through the front door and in order to get into the office i've got to punch in i've got to put my driver's license in it's got to scan my driver's license i have to tell them when i'm there before before they'll even open up the office door to me okay i've
4: seen that i've but, seen that recently and it's not a bad idea but
3: i've watched people kick and scream they're like i don't have my damn like okay hold on beep and they just let you in oh yeah that's not so good. what's it gonna take you know and if i decide to come during a class break the front doors are wide open so i can come in and if they're crossing in the halls and i just decide that's the time to take it i can get them and i don't even have to get in through the the doors to the office so i you know i mean that's the scary part is we just need to secure the buildings where our children are so that these people aren't just walking in yeah and and then getting access to this and i think that if that money was spent that we're spending on marches and this and that, let's let's take care of our schools protect our schools so that nobody can get through that first layer period Unless you're supposed to be there, and
4: you're so right, you know, you're absolutely right.
3: It just, I mean, and, but, but God bad God guys cool. are going to find ways to do bad things. It doesn't matter, right? But I mean, they we are. at least we have to start stepping up some of the security protocol for some in reason. every school. Yeah.
2: in every school, that 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 is almost mind-boggling is so what that would take. Okay, well, listen, no, but how, not, much, not possible, how much did
3: Clooney just donate
2: for this that's march? A million.
3: So five hundred thousand dollars. I bet that at the front door at my kid's school. We could get three metal detectors.
2: That'd be one school.
3: Right. But I'm just saying, and it would be maybe $70,000, $85,000 mm-hmm. for those three metal detectors. You got a half million going to a march that's not going to impact anybody except for make a bunch of, of people feel good about themselves for the minute they're in the march. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to change anything. Right. And, I, and I'm not trying to be the cynic here, but no, Sandy, no, Hook, you're right. Sandy Hook was five years ago. About Nothing's that, yeah. changed. There are no new changes people like well, to think Well, it's actually
4: gotten worse. I mean, my daughter, when she was in grade school, there used to be a woman that would sit at a desk at the front door. You walked in the front door. You had to prove you needed to be there to her or you didn't get in. And then all of a sudden budget cuts came around, and the first thing they cut was this woman unarmed just sitting at a desk there in the front checking in people. She was the first one to go like, uh, you know, that probably stopped a lot of people from thinking about going in just because, you know, if you couldn't provide, right. if you couldn't provide a good reason for you to be there, you just weren't going to be there. And then after that, you could walk in, I could have walked in with a horse and nobody would have noticed. It's like, no, put the lady back there, find the money and put the lady at the desk.
3: Unfortunately, though, in some of these cases and school shootings, if the killer really wants to do it, they're going to wait till recess when everybody's out on the playground. Everybody's they're outside. going to find other yeah. ways to get unprotected children, which is the scary and sad part. So then it just goes back to what are we going to do to do this? And there's no there's no one answer. That's the sad aspect of this whole deal. And it isn't stripping people of their guns. We should have our guns. We should have the ability to protect ourselves. I fully understand that. I just think that there has to be a more definable understanding to then you have to have more culpability in this for, for this mm-hmm. happening.
2: And, and my criticism of, of so much of government is that they w- simply refuse to do anything. You know, I think that the, the comment that, you know, when the Democrats had control, that a Democratic president, they had an opportunity to make a change. No change was made.
3: But just like we're having here, Ralph, it's it's paralysis
2: of analysis. I know. but no, but no one, What no do one, we do? So, but no one wants to do anything. Nothing at all. So so nothing in government happens. And we need something to happen at some time. And no one wants to do anything. They won't, there, don't want to take the political heat.
3: Remember the initiative that came out a few years, maybe it was even 10, 15 years ago now, where they were letting you turn in your guns and they would give you money. So if yes, you had illegal right, guns, right. turn them in. And people were doing it. They were turning them in for money. They were turning yep. them in for food. They were turning them in hey, for different the, things.
2: The, those are not illegal guns. The kids that want illegal guns are not going to turn them in for money because that's how they get their, that's their living. That's how they protect themselves for, from what they
3: do, right? But it did, it was effective, and it turned in a lot of guns. And know, if we just keep but. doing that every few years, why not just keep culling the garbage out of the? You know, uh, if you pinch off the supply line to the people that you know to the kids, it might be more worth it to turn that gun in right now for hundred bucks because most of them are looking for the fix right now anyway. Mm-hmm. And if they think yeah. I'll be able to get another gun later, you know, uh, but well, they're willing to turn your- it.
4: Were any of y'all watching the news last night about the uh, kid from Somerset that developed, I think he's from Somerset, that uh, he developed uh, like a doorstop in his shop class. He, he, he and his dad just came up with it and he made it in his shop class. And they, they demonstrated it, it was on Channel 11. Um, they demonstrated it where uh, it's, it's lightweight, it's easy, if there's, if there's a threat, teacher just throws it under the door, pops something in place, and the person cannot get in. And this kid is just totally amazing. It, they're selling for
0: $50. So when you were watching Channel 11 last night, did they have anything nice to say about me?
4: Uh, not, well, you know, not last night. Every no. time they say Tom, oh, one of them always flinches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, uh, I got a piece of video sent to me. A guy, I think his name is Tyus. He's on, uh, on a, some Fox News show or whatever. He used to be an executive bodyguard. This guy is huge. I mean massive. And he said, we have 4.2 million um, former soldiers and Marines, Navy personnel, Air Force personnel, 4.2 million. I'm sure you could recruit a lot of people out of that group of, uh, of 4.2 million. Some of them don't have jobs anyway anyway. These guys know; these men and women know how to protect uh, army bases. They could certainly protect high schools. Why aren't we hiring these people? We're, we gave Elon Musk four point nine billion dollars to shoot little rockets out into space, so his Tesla could orbit the sun or whatever the hell it's going to do. So this we have is
4: ridiculous.
0: Four, we have four point nine billion for that, but we don't have four point nine billion to protect our children in schools.
4: It's a and prioritization I, issue. Yeah, it's
0: terrible. It is horrible. Um, I, I liked his take on that though. There are there are a lot of already trained people that would love to protect our schools just like they protected their army bases or
3: marine bases, where whatever. Why aren't we doing that? Because the government doesn't have any foresight. That's the same thing I said when Detroit yeah, fell into disrepair. Yeah, yep. Remember Detroit's a scary place now. There were there were entire it was like something from an apocalyptic movie. There were entire communities that were abandoned and people were just using the houses yes. for meth dens and right? What if you just took all of the homeless vets and you said Go stake your claim. Any house you go yep, into is yep, your house. Yep. Here's here's and what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars to fix that fix that house up and get it uh-huh. saleable and you can start your own community over. Why not turn it over to the the vets so they have a home again? Right. They have a purpose, and I guarantee you you send in armed vets that want something back. They're going to take it back from the scumbags that There's have taken over no those, civ- you know, mm-hmm. th- those no neighborhoods, and they're going to clean it up real quick. But we can't figure out how to take care of our own yet. I know. You know, we've got no real property in place for our veterans to be taken care of medically, mentally, or physically for their for their homing. We need to start taking <laughs> care of that before we keep dumping billions of dollars into programs that
4: the first thing I want to do when I win the ball, I say when, not if, is, I mean, I, I want to make something like that, because a lot of the vets that are homeless, the, you know, there's a lot of PTSD out there, and, right. you know, a lot of times PTSD, and, uh, I mean, unfortunately, I had a friend that passed because of issues with PTSD and other medical issues, and First thing I would do was, you know, there's there's like a lot of these abandoned buildings. Let's take one and let's make it into a place where, like in downtown St. Paul, they have something I believe it's called Higher Ground, that Catholic charity yeah, yep. does, where they, instead of just doing the soup kitchen, they come in and if you're homeless, you can get all of the things that you need, a place to live, uh, job training, all that to help you get up and out why can't we do this with our vets? Because I know darn well if I win the big lottery, that's the first thing I want to do. I know too many people who need that too badly.
0: Wendy, thank you for being with us today. The show's, you o- betcha. The show's almost over already. This, this show went by very, very quickly today. Thank you, Wendy.
4: You betcha. Right.
0: See, I like this conversation, and I sat back and listened to most of it rather than jumping in because... I haven't heard anything this reasonable on any television station or any news show. People just start yelling at each other,
2: and, and you're absolutely right. And that's why I don't watch the news because of that. And no. To your credit, I mean, you've you've taught me not to yell at people when I argue with them. And I was when I wish with my buddy, and he would yell and scream, and I was completely calm. <laughs> Drives them nuts, it's doesn't it? it like, oh.
0: oh, man! Oh, and really? They yeah. don't like it at all. If you, you just go, "Really? Is that what you think?" Uh, yeah, if you don't yell back at them, it really unnerves them, and they lose their argument. Yeah,
2: yeah that they lose their argument, and he quit the <laughs> argument. He oh, says, yeah. "He says, well, we're not going to get anywhere here. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get anywhere because you won't
0: fall apart like I did." Yeah.
2: that's a very good point.
0: I like all the points made today. I just think that we have lots. Uh, you know, we have lots of debt in America. It's still just shocks me that we owe $20 trillion, $63,000 per person, $173,000 per taxpayer, which tells you that only about 40% of the people in the United States pay taxes, which is a little scary. Now, that would include people under 16 years old who don't pay any taxes, but there aren't that many of them, to tell you the truth. Uh, why did you bring that up, Molina? You're trying to depress me? He just brought up the usdebtclock.org. It isn't. There's a lot
2: of numbers moving around, man. <laughs> what? What? It looks like one of those machines in Vegas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Does> <laughs> numbers going up. Keno. <laughs> yeah, it's a keno. Uh, we got one point four six one four eight seven uh, prison inmates. So that's good. That's good news. Uh, more of this kind of stuff. We need more conversations like this. We need more of your calls involved in stuff like this. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>